This program is presented by ERN. Check it out at ERNlive.com. Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I still have Jeff Knuckles of the Columbus Motor Speedway. And we usually don't do a lot of, you know, hometown regional stuff, Baker. But but we really want to talk about this because Columbus Motor Speedway has been around for 71 years. And it's coming to a close, coming to an end. And it's, you know, Jeff, let's face it. Uh, I'm going to be rude for a second, but you're not 25 years old anymore. Your brothers are both in their 60s. I mean, at what point do you cut bait and and just retire? You know what I mean? And and that's the thing. You guys made a decision. I think you got a fair market value, which we're not going to discuss what you got because it's nobody's business. But the fact that you got fair market value and you guys can move on to bigger. And finally, your kids can race. <laughs> well, there's just so many things we want to do. We want to see, you know, I tell people owning a speedway or quite honestly any business. When you own a business, it's like owning a dairy farm. You got to milk the cows every day. And even mm-hmm. though we only race, 25 times a year at race events. I mean, there's test and tune, you know, two to three days a week. You, you got to be there to, you know, there's just, there's just, I'm there, we're there every day. Well, you know, the boots. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, my whole family uh, is down there, um, you know, Sunday morning at eight o'clock, cleaning bathrooms, picking up trash, whatever it takes, you know. So it's, it's just a lot of work and owning your own business. It's great because, you know, you, you've got some flexibility. You know, if you want to leave at four o'clock to, you know, do this or do that, you can you can get away, but there's still responsibilities. So it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough. Um, not, you know, I tell people also there's gonna be a lot of things I miss and there's going to be a lot of things I don't miss. Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with how many cars did you have last weekend? Just give the people at home an example. How many different personalities you have to love or deal with, you might say. Well, we, we average 24 to 25 cars per division. We run four divisions on a, on a nor, at least four divisions on a normal, normal Saturday. I mean, there's a lot of tracks that run six, seven divisions, which I think is silly. And they'll end up getting six or eight cars in each division, which again, unfortunately is, is the norm around the country, mm-hmm. especially in the pavement world. It's just the car count has just been so challenging. The front gate's been challenging and it's, you know, there was a lot of people probably listening that, that may be participants at a short track uh, here or there. And, um, you know, a lot of people inside the industry, inside the sport, blame blame the problems with racing on costs, on, you know, rule changing all the time, on, on a lot of different things within the industry. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I mean, it, it's got much more to do with forces outside the industry or the sport. Right. And... And the bottom line is, people are not nearly as entertained anymore with motorsports as they used to be. Yeah, and um, I, do you think that's because of all the media pressure of going green garbage? I mean, you know, it's funny. If I bring one of my lefty friends that's all about going green and don't like race cars and don't like this and don't like that, but I bring him to the track, I still see him come every week. It's kind of like, oh, really, hypocrite? But, you know, I don't. Th- I think people are uneducated what really goes on, you know, when it comes to racing fuel race car people don't spill racing fuel for the record because it's so much a gallon that's the last thing you want to do is spill a gallon of five dollars worth of gas well i think it's it's you know as far as uh, it's got a lot more to do i think with kids these days i mean boots when you and i were growing up our identity 
for some of us, our identity, their identity is still their car. But when we were growing up, the vast majority of people our age, our identity was our car. Oh, yeah. We couldn't wait to get a car because we were going to have a baddest car, and we were going to put craggers on it and the exhaust system, and mm-hmm. we were going to do this or do that. Now, today, the millennials and the, the kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old, they don't really care about cars. The car is just transportation to them. And it's unfortunate, but it's, it's it's just the fact of the matter is their identity nowadays is their smart device, mm-hmm. you know, and that's also their escape. You know, our escape was going to be our car. We could go, we could go to the, the mall. We could go here. We'd go there. Heck, if somebody wants to go to the mall, they can do it on their phone, basically, and buy a, you know, $300 pair of tennis shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much, so much of that going on that, and, and, and unfortunately, you know, what we are interested in, uh, um, or uh, say motorsports people, or anybody for that matter, you're much more likely to be interested in fishing, in motorsports, in whatever, depending upon what your parents mm-hmm. took you to and what you experienced as a child. Jeff, you mentioned the cars. What's the biggest change you've seen in the cars over the years? Standardization, I think. And I tell people all the time, the, the development of the, of the speed industry let's in, in all the facets, but let's say just the short track facet, whatever, if you're running a, a dirt track with sprint cars, if you're running a pavement track with late models or stock cars, there's much the, the standard of the industry has been defined so much better over the course of the years that they you all go you, everybody goes with one type of car, this manufacturer, that manufacturer. And back in the day, when everybody built their own car, which nobody does anymore virtually, mm-hmm. but when everybody built their car, the, fat, the smart guys were a lot faster than the dumb guys. Mm-hmm. Well, now all a dumb guy's got to have is a credit card, and he can <laughs> buy the same car that the smart guys got. I know a few of those guys. So, so it's it's great that the speed industry and the you know the SEMA shows and the the uh, TRI uh, shows have developed, and so many companies are earning a living, and so many people are earning a living off of motorsports right. and producing cars or engines or heim joints or whatever the case may be. The bad part of that is is that it makes all the cars more equal, which makes passing more difficult. It costs more money. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of downside to the um, to all the development of the speed industry as well. Right. Well, Jeff, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate – I think the area of Columbus, Michigan, Kentucky, Indiana, Pennsylvania, West Virginia – been a lot of legends raced that track and you your family's been legendary and we thank you for 71 years of pleasure and i'm going to do the positive side of it your family deserves it you guys worked hard for it and you know what it's just sad i just hope that that other tracks stay open and if anything it's to keep the legacy going and and i'm glad to see that the local city that bought you guys out will leave a little bit of something there so jeff knuckles thank you for 71 years of wonderful service to our community no, thank you guys for having me on. All right. Jeff Knuckles, ColumbusSpeedway.com for more information. We'll be right back after this. You're tuned in to Street Rod Custom Radio with your host, Dan Boots Longinette and Ryan Baker in the Fishing Bowl. This show is presented in part by E3 Spark Plugs. Born to burn. What are you running? We'll be right back. 